Have you ever watched a show with um, audio like- description? I I've I try so okay. Um, we we're watching the Octonauts the other day, <laughs> and Classic. the Octonauts on Netflix uses the American um, voice cast. Yeah, which really bugs me mm. because Peso has this really Mexican accent instead of his nice posh British accent. Oh, and it bugs me. So I was like, I wonder. I wonder if they've got both both audio versions. So I had a right. look and one of them was like, it, it said audio English. What I didn't realize it was audio English description. Oh, <laughs> and we yeah, turned it on and it's like, you know, um, Peso and Quasi, look at the volcano exploding. <laughs> Peso walks over to the door and yeah. opens it. Yeah, yeah. I've done it with Bluey before. It's really... It's, it's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. But also very on. cool, like that someone's come up with that as a solution to... Yeah. To the blind problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Netflix has um, Saving Private Ryan with audio, audio description. Oh, really? That'd be intense. That'd be, oh, we should watch it's, it. It's yeah. quite good. I watched a, a bit of it and it's, yeah. It's like, it's basically just a book that is reading you, which I guess is what yeah, they're being read to Yeah, you. right. I would love but, that. That's actually really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, what's, what's audio description? Because I haven't really heard it before and I listened to a bit of that movie and it's like, okay, yeah. this, is, this is pretty awesome. I, yeah, I was curious about it with Bluey because at the beginning it pops up on the ABC. It's like, and so I figured out how to enable it on my TV. Yeah. Yeah, I was just curious about it and I was like, oh, this is very cool. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, anyway, we, we ready? We digress. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Well, welcome to How Did It Come To This, where history is a lens for the news. Sitting in her home on Zoom is a woman who is part of my coalition of the willing podcasters. It's Siobhan Doherty. Hi, guys. Hi. Uh, and sitting in his day job is a man who claims Osama bin Laden was the world hide-and-seek champion. It's James Stuckwell. Howdy. <laughs> if he was the champion, who's replaced him? <laughs> uh, well, he was found. Um, yeah. They haven't found a replacement. <laughs> You're about to. They haven't found one yet. They haven't found oh. one yet. Are you gonna Are you gonna try and take up the mantle, James? I don't think so. I've got a day job. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. Can't. Sure. My responsibilities. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. And I am Daniel Matters. Uh, and I have given up on trying to come up with something. <laughs> <pithy>. <laughs> just um. After last week's. Well, disaster. just to just to give everyone a little bit of a, a thing here, uh, it, it does say in my notes from not last week's show, James James actually edited in, um, stop Siobhan doing this. <laughs> well, there you go. I didn't even see that. Yeah. <laughs> and we've come to the mutually agreed decision <laughs> that I'm going to stop. <laughs> uh, Unless, of course, I come up with gold. But well, I mean, yeah, if, yeah. Yeah, if, if you've got a good one, if you've if got a good one, go. Like, I mean, I feel like mine are contrived most of the time. No, yours are great. I'm, oh, okay. I'm always like blown away. I'm like, wow, how does he come up with this? It's so clever. And I try Aww. to come up with something. Sorry, there you go. <laughs> Compliment. Oh, thank you. I try to come up with something. I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm no good at, at doing it. Fair so enough. I'll just, I'll play to my strength. Fair, yeah, fair call. Bow out. Fair call. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this week. Hi, Daniel Matters. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> this week on How Did It Come To This, part two from last week's long history to a short history of a long war. Afghanistan is in strong Taliban control. It is the place from which bin Laden launches his attacks on the West. Accused of aiding and abetting known terrorist forces, the Taliban invite invasion once again as the US and its allies head into a war with no end goal. How did we get into this war? Why did it last so long? Did we achieve any of our goals? Is Afghanistan worse off now than when we started? Why am I still waiting for Rambo to come and fix things? And ultimately, how did it come to this? Mm. Mm. Uh, Mm. Yeah. Last week, I felt like 
you know, we, we did a pretty good job of, of covering a large time period. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> and, and like, I mean, not to blow our own horns or anything. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, we, we, we covered a long period of time. Um, yeah. Which I don't like a doing often. It was long. We covered a long period of time. I felt we did a pretty yeah. good job this week. I was just saying before we came on air that uh, I feel very ill. Like I feel well prepared and ill prepared at the same time because there is so mm. much going on in this time period that we're going to look at. Mm. Um, yeah, we're looking at 20 years, but it is, it's so complex um, and just fraught with, uh, I don't know. It's also very close to us. Yes. So it's, it's, that's making it difficult as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We're going to give it a red hot crack. Well, we'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. Uh, and, uh, I, I didn't prepare a news article this week because I figured it's a a two-parter and we, we already, we're, we're into it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So and everyone's very well aware, I think, of, of what has been happening in Afghanistan. For sure. Point. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Just go pick any of them. So, yeah. So I figured uh, maybe we would uh, just jump straight back in time. Um, sure. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go earlier than I think we thought we might. Yep. Um, to start with. Um, okay. So we're going to go back in time. We're going to go back to uh, 1988. Um, and, and we'll see how we go from there. Um, we're, we're, uh, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, we, we've, we, we might jump around a bit. We'll see how we go. All right, here we go. We're going to go back in time. All right, ready? Here we go. Alrighty. All right. So, so yeah. So why all, 1988? I, I chose 1988 because, uh, 1988 is the year in which Al Qaeda is formed. Okay. Because I thought, uh, look, I went, I'm not going to spend heaps of time in 1988. We're going to jump forward fairly quickly um, yeah. because uh, I, I feel like what we didn't super cover is that Al-Qaeda is working as a group to attack the West for a quite a, quite a period mm. of time, mm. um, you know, from 1988 till 2001. So it's a, you know, it's a decent sort of 13-year yeah. um, attack on, on the West that they're, they're going for. It's, and it's... It, uh, our, if, if uh, I thought we might go through just a little bit um, how Al Qaeda is set up as well, sure, um, yeah. because I think that's helpful. Because you know we all we all have this vision in our head of these types of organisations. I guess like you know because they always talk about like the leaders of these organisations and whatever. But mm. Al Qaeda was like one of the first groups that worked in this cell style thing. Yeah. Um, and so if you if you've never heard of the the cell type terrorist organization before I thought I might just do a quick rundown because um that the idea is that yes while Osama bin Laden is at the top of the tree um he kind of delegates responsibilities out to smaller groups so that they don't get caught is is one of the reasons why they do this um so um, I was listening to a podcast in my research for this mm. um, called The Rest is History. So I think they get second prize for great name history. It's a good podcast one. <laughs> after us. <laughs> um, but like, it's funny that these two uh, British historians um, and they were talking about September 11 um, and their producer kind of stops them and just says, can you remind everyone who Osama bin Laden is? And um, they were like, that kind of blows our mind. But of course, like, you know, in 2021. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a really long time. And you have, especially like we do, we've got um, people listening to this who are our students who weren't alive when September 11 happened. And so hopefully they know the name, but they may not be aware of, um, you know, how far back it all goes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So um, when they, when they set themselves up, they, they set themselves up as a, a network uh, mm. of cell groups, right? So Osama bin Laden is at the top, but there's a couple of other guys who are, are helping him. Um, and he's kind of, he, he bases himself mostly in Afghanistan because it's a, um, like we said at the end of last week's episode, it's, it's kind of becomes a safe haven for these these types mm. of groups because Afghanistan, or the Taliban at least, is not willing to try and find them, stop them, extradite them. I mean, the, 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 the US tried really hard to get the Taliban to extradite hand, him, hand, hand him over, over. Yeah. Um, yeah. because they, they kind of knew the Taliban knew where he was. Mm. Um, I wonder if they regretted that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, we might mm. talk about that a bit later, but um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So uh, Al Qaeda, yeah, they work in this, this cell structure. So each cell, which could be made up of, you know, a handful of guys, four or five, maybe um, each cell would, 
um, maybe get a plan from the top and then they would have to carry out that plan in any way they could. Yeah. Um, and so there, there were a, a few different uh, plans that get carried out, a couple of bombings of different places um, that Al-Qaeda claim responsibility for, mostly to do with uh, like embassies, um, US mm-hmm. embassies. Um, they, they they bomb a, a naval installation somewhere too, I think, didn't they? If I remember correctly, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, that, <I> check. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of there's a couple of different um, different places that they go to, sort of in the Middle East, in Northern Africa, yeah. um, where they're they're attacking, uh, you know, Western targets. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I guess the point is that like this um, sort of Islamic fundamental terrorist activity against the West is not a new thing. Like, you know, it Osama bin Laden didn't invent it, and September. 11, 9-11 wasn't the first sort of attack. So, um, yeah, it goes back a while. It does. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, they they have a lot of, like, yeah, so, like, they call themselves, well, I mean, the, the places I looked at, they were, like, the affiliates of Al-Qaeda. So, like, they, they call okay. themselves Al-Qaeda, but they're not necessarily, so, like, there's, like, Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula and Al-Qaeda in the Indian subcontinent and then, like, yeah. Al-Qaeda in Bosnia and Herzegovina and, like, there's there's all these, yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's, like, a funny kind of conglomeration of these things because of uh, the cell structure, I guess, um, that we were yeah. talking about before. Uh, thank you, James. Yeah. Yes, they so they bombed the USS Coal. Um, yeah, I, I knew I'd... Yeah, in, in Yemen. October 2000. In 2000, yeah. that's right. Um, and so I think one of the things that um, also we should mention is that America was quite aware of, of Osama bin Laden and quite aware of Al-Qaeda. They were already uh, well um, sought after men um, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, terrorist organisations. Um, but I think one of the things that, you know, before 2001, uh terrorism while it was a thing we weren't going after these people with such intense ferocity yeah. i don't feel yeah i think as an enemy too like they understood the difficulty because of that cell structure like how do you find them eliminate them you know um and and deal with that threat um on a large scale like it's not like a traditional Enemy no, where that's you right. go to a country, you fight them, you win or yeah. That's right, yeah. So yeah. Um and so uh yeah, so they're you know, they're they're on the list of guys to get, but uh mm. we we weren't we it's weren't, more a covert covert ops. Yeah, sort of, I guess um yeah. Thing. Yes, that, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, until and I guess this is like the importance of September eleven until then, like because it changes everything. Yes, yes, mm. that's right. Um mm. And so September 11, just to, I'll, I'll do just a brief rundown here because, you know, I suppose we could do a whole episode on September 11 itself. You but. could. Before you do, um, I'll do Yeah, go for fact. it. Yeah, yeah hang ready? on. Yeah. Fun, yep. Facts. Yep, yep, yep. fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. With Siobhan. <laughs> um, did you know that the date of 11th of September was quite deliberately chosen by Osama bin Laden? Oh, okay. Why? Do you know, are you, yeah? Okay, so... On the 11th of September in 1683, mm. um, we had the Battle of Vienna. So the Battle of Vienna was an expedition by the Ottomans right. against the Habsburgs. Yes. Um, the end of the siege, so the, the Ottomans lost. Yes. Um, and the end of the siege of Vienna marked the beginning of the end of Ottoman domination in Europe. Huh. Um, so it's like when the, the Ottomans. So um, it's kind of like a symbolic, like, you know. Yeah. Muslims being kicked out of yeah, Europe. Yeah, reassertion of uh, Muslim intent. Well, I there guess. you go. Because, yeah. like, that's the other thing that I know, uh, like, the, the other fun historical fact about September 11 is that there are a lot of things that happened on yeah. September 11. Like, if yeah. you if you yeah. go to one of those, like, on Today on day. History yeah websites, mm. if you're mm. there on a September 11, the, the, the list is huge. Yeah, there you go. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, there's so <laughs> many things that happen on September yeah. 11. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's according again to this uh, the the rest is history podcast with uh, Tom Holland. Like that is uh, what they say. Like he chose that date because of this event in sixteen eighty three. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's symbolic. There you yeah. go. I did not know that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, yeah. Uh, so just you know, th- the reason that America decides to go into Afghanistan is because of the September eleven. 
uh, attacks on the United States uh, perpetrated by members of an Al-Qaeda cell group, uh, a couple of cell groups, um, mm. when uh, four planes are flown into different buildings. So there's three planes that are flown into buildings, one plane that crashes along the way because the, the passengers actually manage to overcome them. Um Two really planes. Heroically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you, uh, I can't, I can't listen to them, but you can go and listen to the recordings of the audio of, the audio yeah. of Flight ninety three, which is really interesting. Um, yeah. But um, two of the other planes, obviously, they fly into the World Trade Centers, which were the the tallest buildings in New York City at the time, um, and uh, they, yeah. So the 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 two planes hit uh, those two towers there. And then there's also a plane that flies into the Pentagon um, on the morning of September 11. Yeah. Uh, and the plane that was overrun, um, they think was heading towards the Capitol building or the White House. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah so aiming uh, for like political, I mean, it was going, yeah, it was going to Washington. Targets. Yeah. So there was going, it was yeah. going for symbolic targets. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, uh, I guess in in that sense they they did achieve their goal um, of yeah. um, of of really striking at the heart of America. I guess um, uh-huh. I, I I can you know just. Not I was going to gonna ask. I'm like, do you remember? Well, not to dwell. Were? Yeah, not to dwell on September 11 too much because we have got a long way to cover. We do. But um, yeah. you know, I yeah, I remember it. I was in year 11 at the time, um, uh-huh. and I remember my father waking me up in the morning because it was the morning of September 12 here. Um, yeah. when most of us found out, um, yeah. kind of happened really late at night for us, yeah. September 11. Yeah. Um, but I remember my dad waking up and being like, you have to come, you have to come to the television. Something's happened. I'm like, mm. what are you going on about dad? Um, but then I, yeah. I couldn't take my eyes away. Um, yeah. and then I remember taking my Walkman to school <laughs> so that I could wow. listen to the radio yeah. because I was fully expecting some sort of That's, war to be declared yeah. that day. Yeah. I remember too. I was in year eight. Um, so we'd just been to a school disco, um, and my dad was driving me home with some friends and we went via our old, um, primary school because it was on fire. Oh. And so we thought that was the biggest thing that was happening yeah. that day. We were like, Oh my goodness. Uh, then we went home. I don't think I found out about it that night. I like, I went to bed, um, but my mom was up watching TV when my dad got home and was like, look at this. Mm. Um, and the next day I went to school and like there was a whole school assembly because like the thing I remember is the fear. Everyone was so We were scared. all scared. We were all scared. Yeah. And I remember because I was taking modern history at the time and I remember yeah. my modern history teacher being like, guys, calm you're, down. You're, it's going to be a, like, it's, yeah. it's not it, like it's a big deal. Yeah. But it's not anything that we haven't faced before. <laughs> yeah. And we we're all like, oh. Well, if Mr. Skinner yeah. doesn't think it's a big deal, okay, maybe I can calm down a bit. Shout um, out to Mr. Skinner. Oh, Mr. Skinner. He told me he told me not to become a teacher. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Skinner. Uh, um, but like, I mean, it it doesn't often happen that you're like you're aware that you're witnessing history or living that history, was, like you know. It was definitely one of those times where I was because you know, as a kid growing up, you always like everyone was always like, "Where were you when JFK was shot?" Mm. Um, this is this is our JFK moment. Yeah. Um, for the people who lived through this in their lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like up until the pandemic, there's probably only one other event like within, in sort of recent, which would be like the, the Berlin wall, you know, like sure. in terms of huge event world events. So, yeah. 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 They don't happen every day. No, no, that's mm-hmm. right. Um, and so like, I, I do remember like, cause the, the next couple of years for me in terms of world politics are a bit of a blur because um, mm-hmm. I was a high school student going into early university I, yeah. I do. I do remember something like the, the. Actually, I remember more about the war in Iraq starting. Um, Me basically, basically Me because too. I was at university and we actually studied it as a thing. Um, yeah. I was doing international politics, and so that you know, yeah, that became the thing. Um, yeah. So I remember it because I was. I was doing. I would have been in year ten then, and. Um, shout out to Mr. Buckley. Like we were listening to it on the radio when it was happening. And yeah. he was like, guys, this is history. Like, um, yeah. And so I do remember Iraq more than like Afghanistan. Which kind of fits with the whole thing of Afghanistan becoming what is known as the forgotten war. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the, the war in Afghanistan starts post September 11. Like I said before, um, they, they found out that it was Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda mm-hmm. claim responsibility, um, and then 
uh, the US are like, well, we need Osama bin Laden. Yeah. So they go looking for him. They know he's in Afghanistan. They find that out. Um, yeah. They request that the Taliban hand him over and they say no. Yeah. Um, and then they give them an ultimatum. Yeah. Um, and say, like, you, you need to give him over. Otherwise, mm. we are coming. Mm. Um, and they say no. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, that's that's essentially like the the steps to war there. Not as complicated yeah. as like World War One, for instance. Yeah, no, <laughs> like um, the the sort of discussion is, you know, the president at the time was um, Bush. Like, did he have any alternative with the war in Afghanistan? It's like the consensus is like probably not really. Would any yeah. president have done anything different? Most most historians that I've read agree. That yeah. going into tal- into into Afghanistan was yeah. probably the right call. Yeah. Um. You know, like the 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 way that the September 11 attacks happen clearly on like on American soil, which is like mm. you know that was that was the, probably the craziest bit about it. Yeah. Um. You know, you're used to it happening in another country where it's not as stable, like yeah. a terrorist attack. But the fact that it happens yeah. in America, that showed how much influence and power these terrorist organizations had gained. And so yeah. from like the, the things that I read, you know, it was, it was very much of the consensus that, um, well, of course, America's going to invade to try and get these people. Like, yeah. why wouldn't they, if you're not going to hand them over, yeah, you're on the wrong side so, there, buddy. Like Bush goes to New York in like the close aftermath and is like talking to people there about, you know, coming together, praying, healing, all of that. And, and he sort of says in this documentary that's been made, um, that he he has a sense that that's not what they want to hear. You know, as the speech goes on, he's he's an experienced politician. Yep. He's like, they don't want to hear that. And so the rhetoric of the speech actually changes as he's giving the as speech. He's going. By the end, mm. he's talking about justice. Um, yeah, and yep. so that's that's what the that was the expectation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I I think like the American public wouldn't have accepted any less either. No, um, and, you know, I, you know, it gets very complicated later on, but I think that's kind of fair enough. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, so the, the, the war proper, um, starts on October 7th, 2001. Yeah. So it's a, it's a quick turnaround from September really to October. Quick turnaround, yeah. Less than a month. Yep. Um, and, um, you know, they. So it starts with like, um, so they also have um, a lot of international support very early on. So it starts yep. with Britain and the US um, yep. bombing um, Taliban strongholds in yep. Afghanistan. Because yeah. of course, like, so one of the things that happens with Afghanistan that um, we, I think, often gets overshadowed by things like the war in Iraq is that, yeah, Afghanistan had almost global support. Like mm. the UN was, was okay with it. Yeah. NATO is involved from the beginning. Yeah. Um. And it's so it's it's essentially it's a it's a NATO US led NATO war. Yeah. With other countries joining with like allies like Australia, like Canada, Australia, Germany, and France. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So um. You know that yeah there was definitely a large consensus around the world that we need to do this. Yeah. Um. And. Yeah. The war. So the operation is called Operation Enduring Freedom, um, but I've got a fun fact. Oh, you ready? Yep. Fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. With Siobhan. The original name for the operation was Operation Infinite Justice. <laughs> they, they like the um, they like the big rhetoric, don't they? That's they um, really do. There's actually um, an interesting New York Times article that I've got. Um, so renaming operation to fit the mood. So this is from September 26, 2001. Yeah. Um, so anyway. um, so there's a novelist called Ward Just, um, and he sort of says that uh, it was deemed to be too uh, bloodthirsty. Oh, this is he's talking about a, a Viet, um, an operation in Vietnam. Um, operation it was called Operation Masha. <laughs> He's like, boy, do they love those names. It's like titling a book, isn't it? <laughs> like um, that. That's, so infinite justice. Infinite justice was like, the were they, were they thinking that it was going to be like this long term? Well, so, no. So the interesting thing about the infinite or is thing. Infinite is about the religious already, aspect. No, well, they, yeah. So the religious aspect is why they renamed it. Um, right. So the infinite thing 
there had been an operation in Afghanistan before, um, and it was called Operation Infinite Reach, uh, where they were trying to um, sort of get rid of um, Al-Qaeda cells. Right. Um, And so because there's this thing to keep operation names the same in the same country in the same conflicts so they, and things yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So the, that's where the infinite thing came from gotcha and just justice because it's september 11. sure 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 but then when you put those two things together yeah it doesn't um, sound great were, does it no they were worried about um alienating um muslims sure you know, internationally sure. um and uh yeah uh it was sort of um Muslim scholars um, and leaders who said, you know, only God can, can sure, do yeah. infinite justice. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we don't like this thing. So, Fair enough. Yeah, there you go. Which is fun, like, because, you know, they changed. So it, it's like they went to a synonym generator <laughs> <laughs> to get enduring freedom. Enduring freedom. Yeah. Honestly, it's not much better. Um, it's, because, like, I feel like enduring too, like, it just gives you images of, like, this is going to last a while. We're going to be here for ages. Yeah. Um, which or, I, like, I guess the idea is we're going to go in, it's going to be a quick fix, and then we're going to give you enduring Enduring freedom. freedom which, yeah. okay, fair enough. That's maybe fine. That's, but it just, that, Maybe that's where the headspace is at. Yeah. In <laughs> hindsight, it's not a not a great name, is it? Um, yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Didn't, so, didn't age well. No. No. Um, I mean, so yeah, so officially it begins on the 7th of October. They'd already been doing covert operations as little as 15 days after September 11. Um, And uh, the CIA were were in there with special forces teams and all sorts of things going on. Um, But, you know, essentially it's like, like a lot of these types of conflicts with the the guerrilla warfare and and, and that type of thing, um, you know, and what America had experienced in places like Vietnam beforehand, um, America come in all guns blazing with all the allies and essentially we defeat the Taliban relatively quickly. Very quickly. They're in retreat by November and, um, by December, like they're announced to have think they've collapsed because um they surrender in Kandahar on the 9th of December that year yeah so it's it's a really quick kind of like the war's over Mm. like really like in in the sense that like the enemy that we've gone to defeat is kind of gone um but obviously like they went in with no goals yeah and (laughs) that's I think that's for me when I was writing the intro I was like you know yeah like what were the goals of Afghanistan well I feel like so probably their main goal was to capture Osama bin Laden, right? Yeah. Um, and so because he is so elusive in this time mm. period and mm. flees to Pakistan and they missed their chance to catch him during the, the initial stages of the war, yeah. it, it, locks, it locks them in to mm. staying in Afghanistan to try and make sure it doesn't become what it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was, yeah. that was kind of my reading of what was going on. What, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Like um, Afghanistan had sort of long been a haven for terrorist activity. Um, and so the goal once Osama bin Laden escapes is kind of like, well, let's just make sure this, this, this doesn't happen again. We'll we'll set up a, a strong Western style liberal democracy here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they shall have enduring freedom. Um, and then we won't have to worry about terrorist activity from this country again. Yeah. So th- I think, I think that was, that was the goal that it turned into, it right? It changed. Yeah. yeah. It changed. Um, but of course, you know, that that's, so by that <laughs> stage, yeah. well, by that stage, um, <laughs> we're, we're heading towards, um, like, yeah, I guess like the, the end, of, the end of the Taliban, I guess at this stage because they, they come back, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> the, you know, and the, and the changing of, of what they're doing. I, like, I, I feel like th- this is probably the reason why we were there for so long. And the reason mm-hmm. why we technically lost is yeah. that well, the, the yeah, goals, the goals and aims of this, this campaign initially was to get one guy yep. turn into something completely different. Yeah. Um, drags out for way too long so yeah. that once we finally get the goal from the initial <laughs> response yeah there's no way out of it 
Yeah, it's it's true. So yeah, it, like the rhetoric kind of shifts. It becomes a war on terror. That's like, well, how do you fight terror? It becomes it becomes like good and evil, and that's that's literally like the language that Bush uses. Yes, he actually used the word crusade. Like at least yeah, that one. I remember. I remember that being a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Until he was clearly told to stop. Yeah, doing don't that. do that. Yeah, <laughs> and so it becomes so. Yeah, it, it it becomes a war on terror, good versus evil, um, and that's when it, it blurs the lines of what is achievable, I guess, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and and bogs the Americans down. And also when like their focus shifts to Iraq, which complicates the whole thing. Yeah, that's right. So was Iraq two thousand three? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think so. This period sort of at the end of 2001 through to 2003, like the, the Taliban are, are fairly well contained. Mm. Nothing's really going on. I remember news reports of like, you know, we're looking for Osama bin Laden, but we can't find him. We think he's in Pakistan. Yeah, um, he was. <laughs> and this whole, this whole period was kind of like weird. Yes. So basically what happens, um, based on my research, so March 2002 is when the US focus shifts to war on terror. They announce um, that mission is accomplished in May 2003 in, <laughs> in Afghanistan. Mission accomplished. Um, and so it's re- reconstruction. Was that now. the famous mission accomplished or was that Iraq that, that, that George Bush did? The... That might be Iraq. Okay. Um, but yeah, for Afghanistan, mission accomplished. Um, they've only got 8,000 US troops in Afghanistan by that point. Right. Um, and this, um, I listened to, and I mentioned it in our previous episode, um, the Dan Snow podcast, mm, mm-hmm. um, where they talked, uh, with, um, what's his name? Ahmed Rashid. So he's a Pakistani journalist, um, yep. who has been with the Taliban and Dan Snow asked him, like, do you think there was ever a time where the U S were going to be successful or would have been successful in Afghanistan? Um, because now they're saying, you know, we were never going to win this, like, which is, you know, it was never going to work. It's the um, graveyard of empires, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But Rashid said, yes, no, there, there was absolutely a moment in time where the US could have successfully installed mm-hmm. a, a democratic government and a stable country and left. And that was, you know, at the end of 2002, before they invade Iraq, because they invade Iraq, they withdraw their troops, they uh, re re um, use resources and point them towards Iraq, and mm-hmm. that leaves, and that's when we see the Taliban starting to rebuild. Yeah, because uh, from what I read too, like during this time period, the Taliban, so the, the leftovers of the Taliban leadership mm. are, are trying to um, to do negotiations with the US. Mm. Sort of between two thousand two two thousand four, they're like they're they're trying to to get like you know anything out of <laughs> out of the defeat yeah. um yeah. but there's no like okay i'm gonna draw some comparisons here but i don't know how justified i am so here we go um go. at the end of a of a normal war you know yeah. like if we're talking at the end of world war one world war two korean war something like that yeah. you know actually maybe korean war is like a good analogy here right we've we mm. think things have been like we're, we've done all right like things are going all right, kind of like we don't know who's really going to win. We don't know who's really like what's really going to happen, but we're going to sit and we're going to negotiate anyway, a peace yeah. treaty. Yeah. Um, I mean, end of world war one, maybe a bad example, but like, you know, they sit and negotiate with the Germans who are left to, yeah. to like, you know, here's your country back. Um, yeah. Like it, they should have sat down with the Taliban at that point and been like, mm-hmm. don't do it again or we'll come and kill you again. Mm. maybe that would have been a better outcome. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Or, I mean, they could have done what they ultimately did, which was establish a new government without the Taliban, because by then the Taliban, like they don't, it, like you said, it's a handful of people um, and, and focused on rebuilding. Cause they, they talked about um, rebuilding in Afghanistan and compared it to the Marshall plan, which was the rebuilding of Europe after <laughs> World War II. <laughs> Um, but in terms of the actual um, resort, financial resources they put yeah, towards it, yeah. it you know, they it, didn't it, do anything. And because, of course, like when the US focus shifts to Iraq, so does the world focus too. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, we forget about Afghanistan. Yeah, because and- the, the the whole like you know the coalition, the willing, which was a large part of the forces in Afghanistan as well. Yeah, focus yeah. on Iraq instead. Iraq too. Yeah, yeah, and um, like they 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 did good things. Um, you know the the NATO US coalition, whatever you want to call it, they did good things in Afghanistan. Like they established schools and roads and healthcare and all of that. But again, it's a lot of it's in in the main cities. It's in Kabul, um, and and so the, it's the rural sort of regional areas they get forgotten, mm-hmm. or and things don't get established quick enough. They're not meeting the needs of the people there quick enough. So when the Taliban do come back, because again they you know sh- focus of shift to Iraq, they all, they also find like people willing because they've been forgotten. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose the reason why I wonder if they should have negotiated with the Taliban as well is because what what happens at this point is that um, as they're setting, they're trying to set up the, the new democracy, um, that becomes a key target of the leftover Taliban, right? So the yeah. Taliban yeah. start targeting, yeah. you know, the, the presidential votes and the, um, you know, the setup of new governmental organizations and institutions. True, um, yeah. And so, yeah. as they when do they're that, not attacking the US, they're attacking Afghan forces. Yeah, yeah but well. not even yeah. necessarily like the forces. Like they they attack, you know, I guess like pillars of of a Western democracy. Like True. they yeah. they attack the school institutions Schools. and the, the yeah. electoral institutions, and you know, like yeah. so. Um, yeah, you're not wrong. And, and, and I mean, they do end up negotiating with the Taliban anyway. They so. do, they do, yeah. and I, I suppose yeah. So in in that way, like they they lose. They they start losing more Afghan like more Afghans in that yeah. regard, right? So because you know the, the Taliban start gaining supporters again mm-hmm. um, by yeah. doing that, and and by the by two thousand five, the Taliban have taken back like several different regional areas. Yes, um, so, like down in the south, um, yeah, near, near Kandahar is yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Let's move the timeline on. Where are we up sure. to? Sure. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I thought, so 2006 to me is kind of like the, the start of the escalation again. Um, yeah. Because. Yeah, same, actually. I've got hit, like, suicide attacks quadruple. Um, yeah. Remotely detonated bombs more than double. Yep. Experts blame the government's failure to establish basic services, especially a police force. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So as early as 2006, we start to see a resurgence. Yeah, and and like so, and so NATO like come back in full force again too uh, in two thousand six, yeah. uh, and things yeah. kind of really ramp up on both sides. Um, yeah. But it's not it's not as an overwhelming success as it was the first time. No, um, no, it's yeah, it's kind of like they had one bite at the cherry, uh, and they missed their opportunity. Yeah, because like I wonder, like a lot of things I read, you know, that that first attack in two thousand one. Um, the, the Taliban were nowhere near ready for that kind of threat. Mm, yeah. But um, as time, sort of, on, as they, time goes yeah. on, they are much better at fighting um, because they're, they're now prepared to fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, the, the actions from 2006 onwards kind of uh, are this back and forth guerrilla warfare, I guess, like we're more used to where, um, you, you know, all the, all the armies, who are there on in the coalition side um, yeah. really don't know who the enemy is, really yeah. don't know when they're going to be attacked. Um, yeah. You know, they have their little bases of operations that they, you know, they, they kind of wander out for patrols, but like, you know, you don't want to stay out there too long because you don't know where yeah. or when you're going to be attacked yeah. from. Yeah. And as a result of this, it's also from about this period around 2008, we start to see more and more collateral damage with civilians. Yep. Um, and, and again, that turns... Uh, the mood in Afghanistan against the occupier, in this case, like uh, America and their allies. Yeah, and like so, some of the things that the, the Taliban do at this point too, like in two thousand eight, they um they storm Kandahar jail, and they mm. release all the prisoners from Kandahar jail. And so, yeah. um, in in that regard, um, you know, they they gain fighters, but also they kind of gain popularity in some of the places where you know, like these guys have been sent to jail and their families are missing them and now they're back. Yeah. And so they're gaining yeah. more and more support just in the general population, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. and, and that a lot, a lot of the, like 
a lot of the things that I was looking at, uh, especially like I, I looked at a, a lot of the um, Australian War Memorial stuff actually um, oh, yeah. on yeah. some of this stuff because, um, you know, a lot of the Australian experience in Afghanistan um, is this, what I was talking about where, you know, they, they feel like, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to be there to help these people, right? Mm -hmm. in, in the soldiers' minds, their goal is to help these people become better. Yeah. But every day, psychologically, they're questioning who's on their side, what's yeah. going on, um, will we ever leave, um, how many times do yeah. I have to come back here? Um, and yeah. so soldier fatigue like that, that's a, that's a big toll too in terms of like actually like morale in terms of winning a, a fight like this um morale yeah. plays a big part too i think yeah it's also really hard too for soldiers that are fighting in a war that's not like as as it drags on and on it loses like international support and even support at home like so they come home on leave to a country where it's like why are we even there like and and, and for yeah. the most part too like no one's talking about it like especially True. in the last like if i think about um, you know, so since I've been an, an adult, really, like we've been in Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, and if I think back on the times I've kind of heard it in the news or whatever, like I haven't, like you, you don't, you didn't hear about it that often. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Actually, yeah, reading up on all of this, I'm like, why didn't I know this? Like, why yeah, but, well, it, and, and, was it not reported on or was it just not? Well, a and that's, like, that's another or, thing that I, that I wonder, like, you know, I don't know the answer to this. Maybe if there's someone out there that can help me answer this question, um, mm. was this was this war reported extremely differently to other wars in the past? Like, so we we often yeah. talk we often talk in in class with like our year ten students about the Vietnam War and about how it's the mm. first media war, you know, and it's all on everyone's television every night and they yeah. see it and it turns the public's opinion against it and you know the, mm. all those things are going on. Mm. Was it was it was it on every night or was it more like Afghanistan where you, you kind of had maybe a couple of things happening, but you didn't see it all that often? I like, you mean Iraq? No, no. I mean, Iraq. I mean like Vietnam. Right. Because like, I know. Oh, it's like you turn it on. It's another day. It's another suicide bombing. You know, that's just kind of, and so maybe we're getting. So um, well, maybe, maybe then because. Becoming the, the, desensitized to it. Yeah. And maybe because the goals are so vague too. Yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, if you think about other wars too, like there's clear goals where like, you know, I suppose in World War II, you know, you can report on the retreat of Germany. You can report on the retreat of Japan. You, yeah. You can't report on the retreat of the Taliban because you don't know yeah. where they are or what they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I don't know. I just, I just feel like as an adult, I, I, I saw it every now and again, but it wasn't in the forefront of my mind that we were at war. Yeah. Um. Maybe, maybe as well, like, cause we have, we didn't commit as many troops. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the answer true. is there. It's true. Like from an Australian perspective, um, we sent troops and they were always like, what, what we've done is like, we specialize Australia. We're a small country um, yeah. in terms of population. Um, we're a wealthy country. Um, we're good at specializing in certain aspects of for military. Sure. Yep. Um, so we're there for like support. Um, and I, I think I, I learned at university, we're quite good with like technology and stuff like that. Like we're, that's where we're le leaders. We're good. We're good at like engineers, sappers where yeah. that that's yeah. us. And also yeah. we are good at like elite strike force stuff too. Mm. Although yeah. Yeah. maybe we might need to do an episode on the SAS later on, but, um, Perhaps. <laughs> if you, if you, if you, if you're not Australian, you don't know our, our SAS soldiers have been subject to some, uh, Investigation investigations right? regarding yeah. Afghanistan in particular. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, um, and, and war crimes. Yeah. 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 Mm. Anyway. Um, so what did you, what did you have down next? Yep. Yep. So, well, yeah, by 2009, we've got a change of president. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. So I think this sort of changes the, the conflict as well. So we've Obama yep. uh, won the 2008 election. So Bush is gone. Obama's in it's, it's more of a, a shift in focus. He doesn't, uh, you know, uh, he recommits to Afghanistan, but it's a shift in focus uh, to training and um, enabling Afghan troops. And the idea is that, you know, we hand over um, to Afghan troops and security forces so that they can deal with their own problems. Yeah. And I think it's crucial too that the Obama, Obama administration never made any, any promises of any kind regarding Afghanistan in terms of like leaving staying 
Like they, yeah. it was, it was mostly like keep the status well, quo as far as they were concerned, um, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. He, they did have uh, so a withdrawal was originally um, 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, that was sort of the plan that the Obama administration came up with. Also, I think they're starting to see that Pakistan's a bit of a problem because the Taliban's sort of. And and terrorists are now sort of in Pakistan. They're just yeah the, yeah, and like we were talking and, about last week, you know, they're so they're based in northern Pakistan, um, which is the border with Afghanistan. Um, I'm just gonna get rid of my cat. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Siobhan's cat Audrey walking across her screen, um, and so yeah, you, you have uh, yeah, you have these terrorist groups moving from Afghanistan into northern Pakistan because Pakistan lets them, essentially. Yes. yes. Um, um, so the, the big problem doesn't come to any of the negotiations. Yeah, well, because the, um, the big the big problem with Pakistan at the time was we needed them, yeah, um, militarily, um, and we didn't want to anger them too much because you know yeah. they got the nukes and they got a maimed <laughs> India and that's not good. Um, yeah. It was hard negotiating with with Pakistan. We need we needed them to, if I remember correctly, we needed their airspace. We were flying through through Pakistan right. quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, you know, and every time we said, hey, could you do something about the terrorists in northern Pakistan? They're like, no. And we couldn't really <laughs> yeah. do anything about it because we needed them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and there was there was widespread fears that if we went into Pakistan, if any, if any, like if they sent special forces in there to like do stuff, mm. um, the Pakistan would then retaliate in some way and be very unhelpful um, mm. in, in the war, um, yeah. which we needed them for for, for other things. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, so I think um, the idea was to send more aid to Pakistan. Yeah, well, because um, Obama. Of, uh, oh, sorry. Go. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, like you know, just stable countries means you know prosperous, peaceful sort of conditions. Sure. So sure. We, yeah. We send aid. We try to stabilize Pakistan. Then there's less likelihood of a you know um, hostile. Pakistan. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, so the other thing I know about the Obama administration is early on, they didn't want to negotiate with the Taliban at all. Yeah. Like no, no formal negotiations. Which I understand. Yeah. Um, even though Hamid Karzai, who was the, the president of Afghanistan at the time was like, we really need to do this if we want to yeah. try and be more stable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that, that, that's probably a misstep there, you know, not listening to the, the man on the ground, um, yeah. who knows his own True. country, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, that was probably, probably a tough, you know, yeah. Tough call there. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, um, we're, we're, we're hurriedly coming towards probably the achievement of one of the main goals of 2011. What happens? So May 2nd, 2011, a group of special forces uh, from the United States enter into Pakistan and, uh, kill and capture the body of Osama bin Laden. Yep. Um, did you have anything major to say about this? Because well, actually, the big I, thing... I have um, anecdotes from my husband oh. uh, who was in America. At okay, the time. okay. So he and his friend were in um, were in New Orleans. Oh, right. Happened, yep. And there was actual partying on the street. Wow. Um, which I think is so strange. It's such an American. I don't think that would ever happen here. Mm. Do you reckon? Like. Not like you ever see see a situation where like it's an hard. enemy of Australia is killed and there's party. It's in hard the to know because like here's the thing like we don't. Okay, uh, so the the people who carried out the Bali bombings. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay, that, that's a good. That's a probably good a good analogy. Yeah, the closest one you'll get. Yeah. Um, I know that like so they were. When they were on trial, did they get convicted? I don't even remember if they got convicted or not. Well, Do you see, remember? That's the thing. Like, I don't really remember, so, which is what leads me to think that no, like, I just don't see. Maybe it I don't know. I know. I know that they were like. I know that while the trial was going on, the families mm. all got together. I remember there being big news coverage, like, mm. and and uh, there was like images of them in Queensland. I think they were, um, mm. um, watching the trial and then like you know having memorial services for for the families and things yeah um yeah Yeah. like like so steve said that um you know in new orleans you could get this drink um that uh it was i think it was called the bin laden or something like that it was two shots and a dash of water 
<laughs> they shot him twice and, and dumped him, him in the water. Oh the water. my gosh. So, you know, how, wow. I just find that very bizarre. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. So that's, yeah. Anecdotal evidence from someone who was there at the time. Right. Okay. Oh, there you go. Thank you, James. So the, the Bali, the, the three men convicted of carrying out the bombings were executed by firing squad. Yeah. I was going to say 2008. Yeah. It's ringing a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there you go. I didn't know. I think, I think mm. we are much more restrained in that, in that regard. Um, mm. I think so too. Sure. Possibly, possibly apathetic, but let's say restrained. <laughs> I don't know whether we're apathetic because I mean, like I, I, I mean, there were parties at the end of world war two. Yeah. But that was a long time ago. <laughs> True. <laughs> but I like, if there was a if there was a significant conflict like that where yeah. we had like way more troops involved and way yeah. more sacrifice involved because I think that's the thing with Afghanistan and I think that's the thing that's why it's the forgotten war like we I didn't sacrifice anything for Afghanistan that yeah. I, like apart from some of my taxes like yeah. you know but I think World War Two as well there was definitely like if we wanted to talk in black and white terms good and evil like you definitely have well, no, I don't want to say that because, you know, what Al-Qaeda did was was reprehensible. But, sure. you know, you know what I mean? No, like, okay, it, so no, it was, it, was, it, was an, it was an enemy that fought in a traditional way, though. I think that's yeah. the difference, right? Because, okay, like, yeah. we could, we could like, it's the Germans, it's the Japanese, we're going to go get them. Like, mm, um, mm. whereas this is, it's the Taliban who are a splinter organization in a country that we don't know very well. Um, yeah in an ethnically complex country. Yeah. Where, like yeah. it's just complex. Right. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah, so I love about history. There's no answer. So. No, there is not. Yeah. There is no, definitely yeah. not. Um, mm. Yeah. So the, the, um, the, actually one of the things we did miss just before the, the killing of Osama bin Laden is um, WikiLeaks. Um, oh yeah. Dumps a whole bunch of documents about um about Afghanistan and state sponsored terrorism and, and, and things um, from the U S uh, and mm. that became a big deal. And I think that kind of turned, turned the tide um, of public opinion kind of like, yeah. Um, in yeah. some ways um, the, the yeah. killing. We're also we're approaching like the 10 year anniversary. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. October, 2011, it's been 10 years. The U S have 1800, um, it said casualties, but I think that has to be death. Yes. 1,800 deaths yep. um, and $444 billion has been spent. Yeah, wow. You know, so, yeah, the 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 support is starting to turn. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, yeah, it's rapidly becoming one of the longest conflicts of all time mm-hmm. uh, in terms yeah. of modern conflicts. Like, I don't want to, like, you know... The, hundred years wars and things, but, um, you know, it's, it, um, you know, it's, it's rapidly becoming the longest ones in, in one of the longest ones in, in common memory at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so, you know, people are sick of it, I guess. There's no clear answer because there's no objectives about what does winning mean? Yeah. And how long are they going to stay? Right. So yeah. I think, and that's the thing that Obama, the Obama administration, I feel struggled with was, okay, so Osama bin Laden's dead. Um, now what is it now? What does it mean <laughs> yeah. to to yeah. win and then leave? How do we yeah. how do we do that in a in a how good way, yeah, uh, and in an effective way? Like, is there a point at which we can leave and things will stay relatively calm? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. during this time yeah. period, they they the, the, like a lot of the talk is no, we can't leave now because yes. So what's happening? Um, so they the Bonn conference uh, is in December twenty eleven, mm-hmm. um, and it's sort of to discuss what's going to happen to Afghanistan after the twenty fourteen withdrawal, um, and it doesn't achieve anything. There's no objectives that are achieved, and Pakistan refuses to attend. Yes. So yeah, it just sort of contributes to the quagmire. I think. Yeah, and so like yeah, but they the. The Obama administration, the United States, Britain, all push ahead with the idea of of withdrawal, yeah. Um, and they begin a withdrawal, uh, sort of towards the end of twenty fourteen. Yeah. Um, you know, military presence is still, like, still there at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. so they're just withdrawing, kind of, you, you normal ground troops and and a lot of the support troops, I guess, uh, yeah. being withdrawn. Um, but it also coincides with a major Taliban resurgence mm. <laughs> um, yeah. as well. And uh, I think that's a pattern that happened. Like, you know, troops are withdrawn 
and sort of just kind of skeleton troops left. Yep. You have Taliban resurgence, more gets sent back. And yep. it kind of happened like for back the next 10 years, it's a, this back and forth of, um, of, of trying to quash Taliban resurgence. Okay, we've done that. We'll withdraw some troops and then the Taliban comes back again. Come back. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and that's, you know, yeah, that is the pattern for, for mm. like the next, you know, the next 10 years. Yeah, yeah. thereabouts. Um, because we, um, we get to the end of Obama's presidency and, you know, things haven't really changed too much. Yeah. Um, so I think just a notable date um, in between that. Mm. Um, so in 2014 is when Ashraf Ghani is elected president. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. So, but it leads to civil unrest over election fraud allegations, which had happened to Hamid Karzai as well. There had always been like allegations of corruption and uh, election fraud. Yep. Um, but what they do this time, um, they come up with like this power sharing arrangement between his rival, um, whose name is Abdullah. Um, so he's made the chief executive while Ashraf Ghani uh, holds the presidency. But what that leads to is just political dysfunction because you've basically got two rivals sharing power who can't agree on a way forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which just more problems. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, and, and you know, and that's the, the that's the one thing America doesn't want is an unstable government in the place yes. that you're trying to leave. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, so you um, know, yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we got 2016, where Trump is elected. Trump initially wants to withdraw. Troops. Yeah, Trump. Trump talks withdrawal during mm. his campaign, mm. um, and you know, he uh, one of the popular. things that's one, yeah one of the things that's written a lot about Trump is that he. He talks big, but really he's he's kind of a strategic pacifist is the term I heard, mm. right? In the yeah. sense that like he doesn't want to go to war, like no. in reality, because that's yeah, a lot of work. It's pragmatic, really. Well, yeah. it's, it's, a lot yeah. of, it's a lot of work. So a lot of people yeah. that, that I read said <laughs> Trump yeah. doesn't like war because it would mean a lot of work as a president, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and also it's hard to predict um, in a war whether it's going to make you more popular or not, right? Because yeah. oftentimes for a president going to war makes you more popular, but only for a short amount of time. So you got to know what only you're doing. If you, win. If, you, yeah. if, you if you're going to go the war popularity strategy, yeah. you got to do it quickly and you got to do, you got to win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah. So I think, uh, I think Trump initially wanted out because he'd spent a long time criticizing Afghanistan as a failed, yeah. failed war. Let's get out. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, the other thing that happens with Trump a lot is that, um, you know, he might say one thing and this happened a lot in his presidency, right? He'd say, he'd say something and then, uh, he would have a meeting with some sort of expert who would then convince him the opposite. And then he would come out the next day and be like, nah, what I said yesterday, no, we're not doing that. We're going to do this thing that, that my, you know, my generals have now told me we're doing this. I and I think it's a good idea. Yeah. 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 Um, well, and also what's happening in this time is it's not even the Taliban they have to worry about, it's Islamic State. Um, and that really changes the conversation around the Middle East and Afghanistan and, yeah, and because the policy. Yeah, because the Islamic State established themselves in 2015 in Afghanistan mm, um, as a yeah. thing. And so the Taliban yeah. are, are um, yeah, they're, they're kind of um, being ousted as the, the, the stable... Islamic yeah, government. Like, of the two, we actually prefer the <laughs> Taliban. So what do we do now? Yeah, and so that <laughs> that kind of becomes a thing for for Trump to deal with as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So maybe listeners out there can see why we said like you know twenty. It's only twenty years, but oh my goodness, so much, so much stuff happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much stuff happening. Um, yeah. and so the like you get to sort of mid Trump's presidency. Mm. Uh, and this is when they're negotiating with the Taliban. Yeah, and so sort of like from like sort of 2018, like the Taliban kind of control. Like I read a figure of about 70 percent of the country. Yeah. Um, and the and yeah. the Islamic State were very active mm. as well. Um, and there's a yeah. bunch of bombings happening, and you're not really sure who's doing what. Um, yeah. Uh, Ghani is is as the president is trying to do unconditional peace talks with the Taliban. Mm. Um, the United States don't necessarily back him in that mm. necessarily, um, yeah. but he's doing it of his own accord. Um, there's just so much going on. Yeah. <laughs> so like with these period. peace talks, basically, um, like from what I could read, 
the US are negotiating with the Taliban. Uh, the Taliban want US withdrawal in exchange for blocking international terrorist groups from operating in Afghanistan, which means uh, ones like Al Qaeda, but also Islamic State. Mm-hmm. Um, they get called off. You know, again, there's this back and forth where because the Taliban it does the Taliban don't stop attacking US forces. They don't stop attacking Afghan forces. Yes, in Afghanistan. Um, and then also what needs to happen is um, the Taliban sitting down like intra-Afghan talks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. down with the Afghan government. Yep. Um, and come, but they they find it impossible to agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so Trump. Trump is trying to get out um, and he does try and negotiate a way out. He appoints a special advisor to go to Afghanistan um, to, to lead the peace talks. Um, And he, he, um, like he does, they, they do reach a semi agreement. Um, And the, the, there is, um, there is an agreement and Trump announces towards the end of his presidency some people say as a gamble to try and convince win. people that he should win, yeah. um, that we're getting, yeah. we're, we're, we're leaving, we're going, it's happening. Mm. Yeah. Um, 2021, we're going, it's happening. Yeah. Um, but while they're saying that there's still like in June, 2020, it's the bloodiest week in Afghanistan in the 19 years that they've, you know, they've been there. They've been there. Yeah. Um, and there's 422 attacks carried out by the Taliban, uh, 550 people are killed, uh, 42 civilians and women and children are killed. Mm. Um, it's like attacks are happening in broad daylight at this point. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, and, and I read somewhere too, that yes, we will withdraw and, um, this country will be in the hands of the Taliban within two to three years. Like they knew. Yeah, the they, knew, they definitely would. knew, and and they just um, didn't know that it would happen that quickly. Uh, there's been a lot of talk, so we're, we're getting towards the end here. But there's been a we lot are, of talk. <laughs> there's been yeah. a lot of talk about whether or not, if Trump was elected, would he have been convinced to stay? Ah, interesting. Yeah. Um, a lot of people think that maybe he would have been convinced to stay, whereas right. uh, Biden, Biden. Uh, mm-hmm. who runs on a platform of "Yeah, of course we'll get out if we can get out. Let's get out." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and because he promised that he's a, like Biden, unlike Trump, is a man of his word. Mm. Um, and and so he's. I feel for him because he's left with this legacy of a conflict that started twenty years ago. Yep. Um, that is unpopular. They want out. He's promised they'll get out. So what I've got here is um, in April 2021, he announces that the original plan of withdrawal by May won't be met. Mm-hmm. Um, they will be out by September. Yep. Um, the, at this stage, there are 3,500 troops there. They will be withdrawn regardless of any progress made in the intra-Afghan talks and regardless of if the Taliban reduce attacks yeah. on Afghanistan. Forces. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so, yeah, he, um, uh, I, I've heard a lot of stuff uh, and I, you know, if you, if you're interested in this, you know, you can go back and listen to the, um, the planet America podcast. Um, they talk a lot about this. Um, but, uh, you know, the, um, he was in a position where he was damned if he did, damned if he didn't. Yeah. Uh, there was no easy fix for him politically. Like you couldn't come out and announce we're going to stay, but we've got a solid plan for how to get out later because that would yeah. have been seen but as like you've heard that before. You're going that's back what on, Obama yeah. Tried yep. to do. That's what Trump tried to do. Um, yeah. So you know, this way at least he was able to say, "Look, we're still getting out like Trump promised." Mm-hmm. So we're we're carrying out a, a Trump promise. So he's he's trying to appeal to to that thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know. Uh. And and you know they knew that they were going to be defeated anyway. So let's just get out the best way we can, which he kind yeah. of stuffed up anyway. Because when they do get out, it's not a great withdrawal. In fact, there are still American citizens on the ground in Afghanistan that they haven't got out yet. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, I- I did hear that it was called a, a strategic victory, but a, no, logistical victory, strategic failure. Mm-hmm. Um, they got 120,000 people out in those last two weeks. Sure. But there are still like so many, 100,000 is one estimate I read of people who uh, either supported the, gov- the Afghan government or assisted American mm-hmm. um, or coalition troops yep. who are like in direct threat yep. under Taliban rule. Well, one of the things they really mucked up was that the Taliban said, like it's been reported now, that the Taliban had said to the United States, look, get all your people out and then we'll just mm. take Kabul after that. 
Yeah. And the Americans were like, nah, we won't do that. Yeah. They didn't yeah. want to negotiate with them at that point. Yeah. Which just seems silly because they really, like, the, the Taliban, I think, w- would have done that. But mm. instead they just <laughs> let them come and kill let them. them. Yeah. 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 Um, so that. What I really don't like is how, so Biden has, like, defended the withdrawal um, and claimed that the counterterrorism mission was complete. Um, and blamed Afghan security forces for failing to counter. The yeah, war. which a lot of people t- say that that's that that's dodgy too. He shouldn't yeah, have done that. Like, um, because you know, I mean, you know, that you trained them. Yeah. Like, and then <laughs> um, abandoned that were that them. were your force. Like, you yeah. know, it it yeah. It's like like we said at the very beginning of these two episodes. It's complicated. It's complicated. Yes. Um, and then also you've got the president. Um, just also fleeing. So um, he he fled to um, the United Arab Emirates, was given a humanitarian visa. Um, he claims that if he stayed, it would have been worse for the people of Afghanistan. Mm. Um, it would have caused more civil unrest. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, I do have a fun fact about him. Oh, okay, um, go. Ashraf Ghani, you ready? Yeah, go. Fun fact. Um, fun fact. Go. <laughs> it's a short one. <laughs> So he has a PhD from Columbia University. Um, he was a professor of anthropology in the US. Oh, yeah. He is, ironically, a leading international expert on failed states. <laughs> so there you go. Well, that seems like a good point to end on. I was going to say, maybe that's a great place to leave. <laughs> well, that's how, <laughs> that's it, came how it came to, to this. this. As always, you can catch us by email. How did it come to this podcast at gmail.com. Twitter and Facebook, you can catch us there at HDICTT Podcast. If you like the show, remember to leave us a review if you can. It helps us out. How did it come to this is written by Daniel Matters and Siobhan Doherty. Our producer is James Tuckwell, edited by Daniel Matters. Original music by Lachlan McWhorter. This and we've been talking gold. That's terrible. <laughs> I've been watching my language because I'm never sure when you're going to be recording. Shocking. I've got some fun facts this time though. Oh, you do? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me to get up my... All these notes. My sound so I know which sound is which. I really need to write them. Now that I've got my own one, I can actually write them on the thing and be like, these are the the ones. These are it. This is it. That's true. Oh, James wants to say something. Actually, that's a good way to do it when we want to, when James wants to say something, put your name up. <laughs>